please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. entrepreneurs that are making so much more than profit in their enterprises. They are creating businesses that really add value to others, and so can you. Welcome to Be More, Achieve More, inspiration for the entrepreneurial mind with Chris Cooper. If you're looking for ways to develop your entrepreneurial spirit while you contribute to a better world, you'll want to stay tuned for the next hour. Now, here's your host, Chris Cooper. Hi, this is uh, Chris Cooper of BeMoreAchieveMore.com and CC1Consulting.com and welcome to today's show on Friday the 13th. Now, uh, thank you firstly to last week's guest, uh, Dr. Graham Codrington, who was talking with me about disruptive change. And I've really been thinking about his tides of change model since the show last week and also thinking about changes in my industry and, and also how I can get my kids to embrace change as they grow. And I also love the story about his daughter in Hannah's Rule. So if you've not heard the show, do check it out. Now, today's show, um, we have some guests who could also be seen actually as being the creators of disruptive change as they've been pioneering positive change in the networking industry here in both the UK and also Australia. And as I think you'll find out, they're very practical, um, they talk in no-nonsense English, and they're very passionate about sharing their advice. Now, Brad Burton started his networking business, £25,000 in debt and selling pizzas at the weekend to make ends meet. And six years later, he's now the managing director of a major networking business called Four Networking. He's also become a top motivational speaker, uh, the author of two highly rated, and if you saw them on a bookshelf, very standout business books called Get Off Your Arse and Get Off Your Arse Too. Yep, I did say those words. And like Brad, I'm also from the north of England where uh, I was brought up. Um, we said that that was what you sat on when you watched the telly, which means television in Scunthorpe. Now, Brad also prefers jeans and a T-shirt to a suit. He loves Twitter, as we'll find out. And as Theo Pafitis, the star of the British entrepreneurial show, The Dragon's Den, said, when I first met Brad, I thought he was a builder. But after reading his book, he's more like a northern Anthony Robbins. Our other guest, Terry Cooper, has led the development of Brad's business in the UK and Australia, and he's, um, I met him for breakfast last week, and I, I reckon he must be a perfect complement for Brad's real high-energy, uh, passionate enthusiasm. He, he, Terry brings significant and very grounded European corporate board-level experience, and he's got a big passion for sales, and he's very proud of his uh, many years of business connections with the United States, and I, I thoroughly enjoyed my time with him. So I'd like to say... Welcome to Brad Burton and to Terry Cooper. Hi, Chris. Good well, afternoon, Chris. Good afternoon. How are you both today? I'm well, kicking I've... backside in the UK, as always. <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> uh, and I'm fantastic, Chris. Thank you. Fantastic. Great. Well, let's, um, let's crack on and let's start with, and I'll, I'll put this question to you first, Brad. Mm -hmm. I'm, in I'm interested... From your perspective, what do you think the key challenges today are for people who are getting their businesses off the ground? 
You know, I think you need three things to, to start a business off. You need a mobile phone, shoe leather, and big kahunis. And I think, you know, if you haven't got those, you're going to have to borrow them because it's a tough gig. You know, nothing prepares you for the reality of what it's like to run a business or start up a business. It's tough. You know, when you come from corporate or you've got your job or you're employed, the great thing about that is if you can't be bothered working, you just pretend you still get paid, right? When you work for yourself, it's not so much fun. So I remember when I started my business off, sat there, aggressively waiting for the phone to ring. Come on, phone, ring, ring, ring. And I think the biggest thing of starting a business off, the biggest um, stumbling block to business success is isolation. Isolation, I think it's a lonely place out there. You know, when you come from corporate and you've got lots of people, you've got different departments and the likes, great. When you're all of a sudden it's down to you, your business success and failure is pure and simple down to you and what you do, it's a tough gig. It's a lot of responsibility for most people. I, th- I think it's interesting that, isn't it? Because uh, when most people leave corporate, it's like, you know, well, hey, it's uh, freedom. Um, but, but actually, uh, the, the reality of it is it can be very different. You know what, what, what Chris? I think when you start a business, so if you've got that enthusiasm, that almost teenage boy enthusiasm, right, where, you know, you're going to take on the world and so forth. And then about three months later, all of a sudden, your enthusiasm has dropped off about the same rate as your savings. They're going, uh, now what? Which is what I was. See, I've thought in a, a small business, you know, my own business was all going to be private number plates, fish tanks and spinny chairs. You know, the reality of running a business in those early days is low sales, no sales, depression. And in my case, a whinging wife. There's no book on that, Chris. There is now. <laughs> <laughs> You've read this. <laughs> so what's your, what's your uh, perspective, Chris, Terry? Chris, my perspective in business hasn't changed in 42 years. The key challenges for people today are the same as they've always been, but even more so in this uh, current financial market, and that's sales. When I talk to people who start their businesses and I say to them, what's your greatest challenge? Oh, I'm not very good at sales. I can't make sales. And, and that is absolutely key to business. It always has been. It's getting into a mindset of making sales, making them early, making them fast, making them profitably. That's the secret to success in business and it, today and always. And, and is that, Terry, is that, you know, is, is that the thing then for you in terms of lack of maybe selling at the outset that maybe frustrates you when you're seeing people get it wrong? <laughs> it, it, it certainly is, Chris, because they, they concentrate on doing all the, in my mind, non-essential things with their business. You know, what colour shell shall I have in my office? What do my business cards <laughs> look like? Um, what they really need to do is to do the research is who is going to buy my products and how am I going to sell them to that particular market? And the other thing I find frustrating is that people don't understand that they have to be salespeople if they own a business. They think that someone else miraculously is going to do the selling for them and mm-hmm. they train themselves in how to use a computer, how to use the internet, Twitter and all these other uh, great tools, but none of them are any good unless you can connect with customers and unless you can make a sale. I couldn't agree more. I'm just thinking, of, you've just made me think of somebody I know with a multi-million pound business who's, who only very recently um, got her first website. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, you know, you know, the thing for me, right, with all this sort of stuff is that I'm a reluctant salesperson, right? The way I sell is through enthusiasm, right? People go, oh, you could sell, you know, um, snow to the Eskimos. No, I could sell them heating units, right? The kind of guy I am, I, I need to sell through enthusiasm. Now, people do sales differently, but it is absolutely fundamentally. Terry, Terry told me something many years ago, probably the first day I met him, he told me that sales are the lifeblood of any business. And actually that stuck with me that six and a half years on since Terry and I, you know, we started working together. 
He's absolutely right. But I think there is a real reticence to sell stuff now. And I think with the social media stuff, there's a, the edges are being knocked off. The conventional, the sales processes of the 80s, that's finished. You know, hardcore objection handling and so forth. And I think there's now moving into a world of softer selling. I also believe that the key to selling, certainly the way that I do it, is to create the conditions where people buy. And that's a case of, you know, I never went into the Apple store and said, excuse me, young man, can you tell me the benefits and the features of the Apple iPhone? I said, hello, mate, does it do this, this, and this, and play Angry Birds for 69 pence? Yeah, I'll take it. <laughs> and that's the thing, is I'd sort of sold myself, and that's what I eulogise. And the great thing about this is Terry comes at it from a completely different angle to where I'm at, but as a result of, you know, it's that bookends almost, we meet in the middle, and that's, I think, one of the, the real key secrets to, to, to phone networking's massive success across the UK and Australia. I think you make a, I mean, it's just, just listening to you and the, the, the pace and the enthusiasm that you talk at it's it's infectious isn't it and uh, <laughs> you know nothing nothing a bit of cream can't sort out chris but the thing is with with my infectious enthusiasm you couldn't do this right if i didn't truly believe on it truly tr I, I, honestly hand on heart see my motivation is to make a difference that's fundamentally right at my core is what i'm about i'm to, to make a difference and whether we'll explore my background later on or not i don't know but fundamentally deep within me is to make a positive difference and that's what i do every single day and i, I we are so minded to help people and that's what we've managed to do with this business network which is fundamentally different to any business networking because it's sort of transcending that bit now and it's like about friends and social elements and i actually believe you know with phone networking i said this from the outset and people laughed at me when we started this off i said 50 percent social 50 percent business and it works and people said oh well hang about it should be the old 80 20 rule 80 percent business 20 percent social how would you police that so what we do we put 50 percent social out there 50 percent business and we leave people to go and get the best bits of to how they want to work with people so let's uh, but let's go back to that uh, that point that you you mentioned there about are we going to go into your background i'm kind of interested you know what what motivated to use your word <laughs> you mm. to get off your ass and okay. and transform your life from six years ago yes. you were saying you were selling pizzas and uh, you had a, a wife chris, that may have been chris, it, chris chris it wasn't even that good i was delivering pizzas right <laughs> i was delivering pizzas i was a you know i was a ten dollar dollar an hour pizza delivery guy that's where i was at you know um and that's with a decent exchange rate now the thing is what happened was <laughs> My teacher said to me, right, that I'd never amount to anything. And up until around six years ago, quite frankly, it was positively correct, okay? But one of the things that I realized is I was a 32-year-old, and I remember thinking to myself, I could work, I was, I was employed at the time, I could work for 80, 100, 120 hours a week at this employer, and I could still never have the, life, the lifestyle that I wanted for my family. Specifically, I wanted to take my children to, to Disney World, Florida. Right, and that vision of mine that I wanted to do it, and it was unattainable. And I then said to myself, Right, how do I make that a reality? And it was basically, I was 32 and I decided to take control of my life. I decided to start a business off, throw caution to the wind, absolutely 25,000 UK pounds in debt, no income. And that wasn't 25 grand in debt for, you know, for business stuff, that was 25 grand in debt for televisions that I no longer owned or cars that I no longer had. You know, this was just personal debt. And, I, and the wife wanted me to get three months money before I started a business, you know, three months worth of wages. That would take you three years to do that. So hardly ideal conditions. So I started my own marketing business off and it was tough. It was genuinely, genuinely tough, tougher than I anticipated. Because everyone who said they was going to give me support, when I was employed, then fell away. 
So for me, it was a case of um, if I didn't take control of my life, it was just going to sort of meander through the end of my life, and I'd be there with, with you know sat there looking over the sea with a life of regret, and I decided to go for it, win or lose. And I tell you something I mentioned before: to start us off, you need three things: mobile phone, shoe leather, and big kahunis. To 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 be a business success, your listeners are going to need two things: they're going to need vision and belief. And if you think back to six and a half years ago when I was laden with debt right all terry cooper bought into of me was my vision and belief vision that i was going to create the largest joined up business breakfast network in the uk which we've achieved with 250 groups that was my vision and belief that i would actually do what i said we now have 338 across the uk but chris i ought to uh, i ought to come in here because um i met brad at a four networking event the launch of the the eighth group which brad uh, beat me into coming to, I think, you know, metaphorically on the phone by uh, calling me enough times to get me to go. Enthuse me, yeah. And, and I went along that morning and I was just blown away by this enthusiastic uh, younger guy that had this fantastic business idea. And I could see straight away how useful this could be. Having started as a salesman at 19 and, you know, gone conventional sales, I'd never come across networking. I'd been mm. at the higher level mm. of corporate. And this was a revelation. So I sat down with Brad afterwards over a coffee and I then started, I said, Brad, this is a great idea. Now, you know, t tell me what you're going to do with this business. Oh, we're going to have 250 <laughs> groups. And then I said, well, okay, how are you going to manage that? And then that's where the silence came. Um, where's your management team? Where's your structure? How are you going to do yeah. this? It's a bit like a distribution business, your distribution network. He said, I think we need a longer time than a coffee. And I said, yes, yeah, so do I, Brad. <laughs> and that's been a long time with having sure. that coffee. Great stuff. Well, I'm going to have to silence you both right now because we're going to go to commercial break. And after, after the break, we'll find out a bit more and we'll get into some of the principles uh, that you have uh, sort of derived through um, developing your businesses over the last uh, few years. Wonderful. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. Booster your business. Come join Jenny B and discover the keys to your success. Each week, our program will help you earn more cash and rewards with less effort. You may even be inspired to join the lucrative world of party planning and direct sales. Discover how you can boost bookings, sales, and recruits. Come learn what you need to do to build your team with recognition and rewards. Listen for Booster Your Business with Jenny B. every Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. Are you a business innovator or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. If you currently or aspire to serve on a board or work in a leadership capacity for or with a public or nonprofit organization, where can you turn to get the best advice and practices? How about Leadership Matters with Dr. G? Our program discusses challenges facing both public and nonprofit leaders. Don't miss these practical solutions and tips to enhance your leadership style and effectiveness. Leadership Matters with Dr. G airs live Wednesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Business Channel. 
it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com and cc1consulting.com, and I'm with, with Brad Burton and Terry Cooper. And I, Terry, I'd just like to ask you, um, how, how do you manage to keep the whirlwind that is Brad Burton grounded? Uh, by having a, a practical attitude to Brad's fantastic ideas, Chris. He, he throws out ideas uh, faster than I can think some of the time. But then what we do is assess those ideas and then we talk them through together. Because what I do then is to use my practical knowledge of business, my 34 years experience in corporate to mm. actually turn those ideas of Brad, help him turn that energy into real business ideas and we're a great i think you mentioned it at the start of the show we are a great team because we balance each other pretty pretty well actually in this particular mm-hmm, yeah. business i think i think that's fairly you know to me that's quite obvious and having spoken to you both it's very very complimentary uh, and i just think it's a good example for other people to take away that often it is that diff- uh, people often to go into business with people who are very similar to themselves and actually mm. often the the true value comes out of having two people who are really quite different but complementary. I think yeah. from, from my perspective I've surrounded myself with smart people I know what my strengths are I know what my weaknesses are and as a result I've managed to um, surround myself with people that fill those gaps in and I think that's what makes it as a leader you know that ability to be able to do that I see a lot of people want to retain control of everything and that's why businesses will stay at a quarter of a million dollars and then 20 years later you'll see them at a quarter of a million dollars, the same business, because the leadership, the management has, has chosen not to grow with it. Mm-hmm. Well, I think the other thing that helps us, Chris, not only are we from different skill sets, but, but actually there's a couple of years age difference between us as well. And, and I would suggest <laughs> to any young entrepreneur, seriously, you, you yeah. need to get somebody of, of my, you know, I'm only 26 really, but I mean, yeah. <laughs> uh, so, somebody of my advanced age and experience that can actually help because I do have a, a, a level of experience that, well, I won't jump straight away. Okay, I'm very enthusiastic as Brad is about for networking, but I'm always the one that asks those questions that he doesn't want to hear. <laughs> yes, that's important. <laughs> Good. So I'm going to let's go on to um, let's go on to the the principles behind uh, getting off your ass. <laughs> Could you give us a a quick top line overview of it? And actually, you might want to explain why you were so brave in terms of giving it yeah. that title. I mean, it does stand well, out. That's for sure. Yeah, I, th- I think so. I mean, well. What's interesting about my first book, Get Off Your Ass, um, was the publishers who approached me at the time said, oh, you can't call a book called Get Off Your Ass. And I said, well, why not? Well, you just can't. It's not appropriate. And I decided that I would self-publish. And as a result, um, you know, it's actually the highest rated and reviewed business book on Amazon. Now, 187 reviews at 4.8 or 4.9 stars or whatever. The first five reviews, let me be honest, were my friends and family. But the rest are real. And I'm going, this is just crazy. But So I've managed to, ca- I can never pronounce the word, but I'll say it anyway. I've managed to capture the zygist, or geist or whatever it's called, um, of what it's like to, to, to be a business, a small business startup. Um, that it is tough out there. And I think fundamentally what, what Goya, and we'll talk about it going forward as Goya, um, for, for safety 
safety reasons. Um, I think Goya is all about fundamentally it's down to you. There is no cavalry. You know, we've got all sorts of stuff happening over in the UK from a financial collapse perspective. And I'm sure the same of the US. But there is no cavalry. No cavalry. Fundamentally, it's down to you. And that's what Goya is all about. Uh, and so t tell us... Um so it's down to you, and I think that's very mm -hmm. clear in that, that message. And it's about yep. us, you know, I think a lot of people, there's, um, you know, there's this book out there, The Secret, and things like yeah. that. And people got yep. very much into this, this vision, mm -hmm. and what I, what I put out comes back. But the reality of it is you've got to get into action, haven't you? Absolutely. Um, and I, th I think from, from my perspective, Chris, is I don't have a qualification to my name, not one, okay? I didn't have any money in the bank. I had no safety net. And as a result, I've managed to create a multi-million dollar business, right? And I think this is what people need to understand. That's what Goya is about. It's about talking yourself into things instead of talking yourself out of things. And fundamentally, if you think about that, you know, conventional business planning would say you need all these resources. And you don't, what you need, as I say, it's, it, it, you need, you need uh, action, you need an idea, and you need to go for it. Because if I was waiting for perfect conditions for to create a business i'll still be waiting now hmm. so, so i noticed in the book that there was a number of kind of kind of principles in the in the first book mm -hmm. that i've read and yeah. uh your first one was just do it so i mean let's yeah. share some advice on just do it and then we'll get terry's perspective but, but, but on it, it as well. it's, it's do something anything that's the point i used to get horribly depressed um probably three days a month i used to get this big dark cloud that follow me around where no matter, you know, it could win the lottery and it would be money's the root of all evil. You know, it wouldn't just, things weren't right. And, you know, if, if you just said to me, I'd have said, oh, I'm a manic depressive. Far from it. What I found is once I started my own business, doing something, anything was better than doing nothing and waiting for the world to, 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 to give me the lifestyle I wanted. So it's all about asking yourself this question. What can you do today for your business with the resource that you have today? Not if you get $1,000 website, but what can you do today? And there's always options. There's always options. And I think from what Goya is about, it's almost like being a guerrilla warfare in that you have to look at what you have around you, what, what resources, and be like the A-team and create yourself a, a tank that fires cabbages, bad example. But nonetheless, it's about doing stuff with what you've got rather than sort of uh, chasing Mm. Any, any perspectives for, for you on that, Terry? Yes, definitely, Chris. Um, again, I, I find that people waste time doing non-important things. They should just do the things that make a difference to their business. Mm. Um, you, yes, you need to plan. Yes, you need to, to have a, a purpose and a process of doing stuff. But I find people make excuses by using mm. the non-important stuff to stop them doing the important stuff. My view of business is... Pick out what you need to do and get on and do it. Because Brad's quite right. Doing doing something is better than doing nothing at all. I would rather rather be a change something that wasn't that successful and make it successful yeah. than always trying to be do the right thing and nothing ever work. Because you you're not doing anything. Chris, mm. I um, well, I was with talking to someone a couple of weeks back, and they were talking to me about the business plan, and I said to them. I said, honestly, do you want my advice? And they said, yes. So that two-year business plan, throw it in the bin. Okay. I said, have yourself a two-week business plan. 
Think about this for a second. A two-week business plan, and here's what here's what your business plan now is: to be better in the next two weeks than you was in the preceding two weeks. That's it, and that's all we do. Incremental growth every single day, a third of a one percent every single day, getting better and better and better. And once you switch yourself over to this two-week period, everything just starts happening because you are you say to yourself, "How can I be better this this fortnight than I was the previous one?" And you're looking for opportunities. You're looking for these moderate, small opportunities and the cumulative effect over these small changes over the course of a year, massive, massive. Yeah, <clears throat> I think made a great point. That I've, um, I guess it's about, you know, if you could be 1% better every day, um, improve something by 1% in a, in a hundred, yeah. 100 days, it's 100%, you know. Massive, massive. But people, people try to make these big changes. And, you know, there's no shortcuts to success. You know, people want to go from... A to C overnight. Let me tell you something. It's it's A to B to C. And that A to B, that's when it gets really tough. And that's where most people give up. And I'll tell you something, Chris. In the last seven and seven and a half years or whatever it is, of running a business, eight times, eight times I've wanted to quit. Genuinely. Eight times as a business owner. And I think it's important to your listeners to understand this. That, you know, that self-doubt that I'm not sure if I've got this right or I can handle this, that happens to the best of us. And I've spoke to some of the top entrepreneurs in the UK and they tell me that that's the case. So you're not alone if you are ever thinking like that. And Terry's been there supporting me through these times. And that's what you've got to do. Surround yourself with people that you can be truly honest with. Yeah. I think somebody once said to me that, you know, you've not... uh Some of the greatest successes come um, once you've experienced being on your knees. And, wow, uh, that. Mm. And I think that's that really true. I mean, I've, I've experienced that myself and I felt almost on my yep. knees. In fact, uh, I was actually, <laughs> I actually put, uh, did a very rare visit to the church once and was asking, wow. what's, going on with, what's going on with my visit business? Uh, Chris, Chris. So go on, Terry, go for it. Uh, Chris, I'll, I'll add another thought in here with, with people, but not just doing it, but just keep doing it. Mm. Because that that's often the other problem. People... Uh, something doesn't work first time or even second time. They believe it's right, but they don't keep doing it long enough for it to work. It, it's yeah. a bit, Brad has this analogy about, you know, digging down to find the gold. People dig yeah. a little way, they don't find the gold, so they go and dig another hole. They cover the field with holes, and if they just yeah. carried on digging, the gold's down there. The gold is at the bottom of every hole if you're prepared to dig far enough. You just have to get your head down and do it and get on with it and keep doing it. Chris? Yes. Interesting thing about quitting. I just, I just wrote something down there. Um, you know, with, with this whole quitting thing, I, people say to me, well, why didn't you quit any of those, those eight times? And I'll tell you why. Because I didn't have a plan B, right? I had to make this work. And I would say to your listeners right now, if you have a plan B, you will never make your plan A work. So you've almost got to burn the boat so you don't give yourself a, until the very last possible moment, you don't give yourself an out. So you commit yourself to a course of action and say, this is definitively going to work and go for it. I like that. I like that. So tell me a bit about meet, like, know and trust. Okay. This is a fundamental cornerstone of everything that 4Networking stands for. Let me ask you this question, Chris. Would you pass a lead, a referral, a job, a contact to someone you don't like, someone you don't know, someone you don't trust? No. Of course not. Nobody would. So on that basis, 
The reason in business that people pass you leads, referrals, jobs and contacts is they like you, they know you, they trust you. You can't expect others to forgo the same thing that you're doing. Now, for your listeners' perspective, grab your pen because it's so important. There's meet, like, know and trust, okay, which is what we've got, the trust, plus a requirement, plus the price is right, equals a sale. So that is how you can actually track all your businesses, or your last purchases generally, unless it's a price-based one. So meet that known trust is I will never sell anyone anything, okay, without trust. So I have to build up that meet like known trust um, in order for me to feel comfortable that it's the right thing for them. As I said before, you know, people said, oh, you can sell, you know, uh, snow to the Eskimos. No, 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 no. But I could sell them heating units that's appropriate for you, for them. So that's the cornerstone of everything that we do within for networking, that just because you attend a for networking networking event day one, guess what? You're not going away with a wheelbarrow of work. There's a reason for that. Because, as I said from the outset, that those pe- people don't know you like you or trust you yet. And that takes time. And that takes time. And if you think about it, Chris, the, the ethos of their business, it's very pertinent because meet is really the full networking. That's what we do. Yep. We, we yep. facilitate meetings of business people all over the UK and now in Sydney, Australia, and soon to be all over Australia, because mm-hmm. that's the basis of what we do. And by providing the meet and connecting people through our brand, we actually build that like, know and trust. And, and Brad's right. absolutely right. The, the worst thing that any of us want to do in business is to try and buy something from somebody we don't know. We're always fearful of that. If we can get a warm lead, an introduction, or yeah. a true recommendation, or, or go to someone with, that can supply something that we want and we know them, we feel much more comfortable. I think what's really interesting and telling about for networking, and because it's a linked up network, the 169 group across the UK linked up. So ordinarily, as a member, you can go to any of those groups obviously you're not going to go to scotland to london or whatever but it's there the opportunity is there it's almost like a village community in that you'll see your friend you know in your village or your town you bump into the uh, the garage state the garage or the gas station you'll say hello what you won't do is hi chris not seeing you for ages would you like to buy my services i'll say hi chris how are you doing not seeing you for ages how's the family and it's that social glue that holds us together Mm. I'd say I'm not um, obviously not involved with you guys in, in, in any way, but one, one of the things I found refreshing because I came and met Terry at one of your events was was actually mm-hmm. there didn't seem to be any pressure to give each other leads because I've, I've been to a, a, uh, some events before and there's sure. kind of even from, from day one there's pressure to fill out cards and pass leads and referrals and that people are quite frankly you don't really know <laughs> Chris, and uh, haven't developed Chris, a relationship I, to care about them yeah if, if I put a gun to your head Right, you'd ask me, and you'd say anything that you need to do in order for that gun to go away, that pressure to to be removed. What we've realised is, you don't need. You see, in full networking, you don't have to refer business to anyone. You don't have to bring visitors. You don't have to attend. And guess what? As a result of it, people bring visitors, people refer business, people attend. It's it's just human nature. You want to look after your friends, you know. And that's what we've done. We've cultivated a complete fundamentally. When we started this thing off, I was laughed at. People said, you've got no chance. It will never work. And if I believed those people, they'd have been absolutely right. But I recognised something, that there was a, a new way of doing this network. All right, it'd never been done before, but it's seemingly now um, taken over the UK, this, this light way of doing business, that business is not about business, 
Business is about people. People before business. If I don't like you, Chris, and you don't like me, it's going nowhere. Fantastic. We're going to commercial break now. We shall be back again shortly to find out some more about uh, some of the key principles. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. What does a visual workplace mean to you? How does it contribute to operational excellence? And what steps do you take to put it powerfully in place? Listen to The Visual Workplace, work that makes sense to find out. Each week, Dr. Gwendolyn Galsworth, visual workplace expert and award-winning author, shares tools and strategies to help you make the workplace speak at a glance without saying a word. Learn to work safer, faster, better, and at far less cost no matter what business you're in. Tune in to The Visual Workplace every Tuesday at 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern on Voice America Business. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is uh, Chris Cooper of bemoreachievemore.com. And, uh, and don't, don't forget to do um, subscribe for the monthly newsletter at bemoreachievemore.com. And that, in that way, I will give my sort of commentary and thoughts on, on past shows, and, and I'll be sharing with you what's coming up. So that's the best way to find out what's coming up. So I'm with Brad Burton. I'm with Terry Cooper. And we're talking about um, uh, some key principles and some key principles that have been learned from um, the startup of, this, uh, of their business. So mm-hmm. uh, let me ask you, I'd, I'd be interested, um, we, we mentioned earlier on about um, surrounding yourself with smart people. And it's clear that's something that you've done here with, with Terry. Um, I mean, you write a chapter with that, and, and indeed Terry did with Brad, so it's um, a lovely partnership there. So let's, um, let's get a perspective from you. Maybe you, Terry, for start. Um, what, um, what's your perspective on this? Uh, Chris, you, 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 you have to have help in business. So when you set up your business, try and identify really quickly the areas of help that you need. If you're not good at sales, and I keep banging on about sales because I know how important sales are, if you're not good at sales, get someone to help you fast. Get someone to make the appointments for you. If you're not good at picking up the telephone, actually get someone to make those calls for you so you can go in and do the the appointments face-to-face. That's fundamental. Find yourself a good accountant to help you. Get a bookkeeper so you don't actually have to spend all that time trying to do books that you don't understand. Concentrate on the business when you start a business, the bits that you're good at. And that's other advice I can give to someone starting a business. If you're going to start a business, start something you know something about. 
It's mm-hmm. much easier to sell in an area and to run a business and make a business work if you know about it. I, I come across people that have skills and then they don't start the business in the skill they have. They're bored with it, they've worked in it for years and they miss the advantage. Turn that skill into something that you want to do but make it fun because you know about it. Yes, I think that's a really interesting point, isn't it? Because so often uh, people have been maybe through a, a corporate career and they've actually yeah. started to get a bit fed up with what they've done and, and, and go and make a, a radical change. And I think I have to put my hand up and say I, I've been, I did that five or six years ago and it took a while right. to settle into it, really. You know, I, 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 met a, yeah, I, I met a guy, Chris, and I felt so sorry for him because he'd, he'd come out of a teaching profession and he'd spent his uh, money from his teaching profession on, on buying a franchise for something that he knew absolutely nothing about. And he thought a couple of weeks training would make him successful. And I watched him fail spectacularly and waste his money. And, and it's such a shame because, uh, uh, but that's another high horse of mine, people shouldn't sell things to people if it's not right for them. <laughs> I think for me, I think if, if your weekends are going too fast or you're dreading Monday mornings, you're in the wrong job, you're in the wrong business. And this goes back down to what I say, is if you've got no passion, there's no point. You know, the reason that I, and Terry and I do a thousand miles a week up and down the UK, um, you know, uh, out four nights a week it's because we enjoy it so much it doesn't seem like a real job almost I know it's a bit crazy that and probably the, the wife wouldn't agree but you know if you've got no passion there's no point Chris I, yes. I need to make a, another important point as well if I may because you need a mentor you need a mentor you need somebody in your business that will help you to see the wood from the trees. When you run a small business, you spend all your time firefighting, dealing with the day-to-day problems. <clears throat> Find someone you can sit down with, get quality time, who's more experienced than you, who will help you make those difficult decisions. Yeah, Best I advice I can give anybody starting yeah. a business. That's good advice. And I think um, you know, people, some people might say, well, actually, that could cost me a lot of money, but actually, have a, have a think about who you know. Um, yep. often, often people yep. are prepared to, you know, show interest and and help you from the start, from a start. Um, I know, I know, Brad, that you um, you like wearing jeans and t-shirts and and so do, for yes. business meetings. So do I. And I actually, mm-hmm. I actually love wearing cufflinks as well. And you've got a, a bit in your book, and you say you don't need cufflinks. Let's let's yeah. talk about cufflinks. <laughs> okay, I think what happened is many you don't need cufflinks to wear. Sure, that was a chapter or a thing in the book. But what happened is when I started my business off, I remember going to a networking event and everyone had these wonderfully expensive suits on or the cars outside and this, that and the other. And I had nothing. You know, I had nothing. I couldn't compete on that game. Um, and that for me was why for networking was born, was to create a meritocracy. And this is what I live by now. Right now, when I do seminars and what have you in the UK, you know, I wear jeans and T-shirts and... I've had people think that I'm a, a roadie or I'm security, all these sort of things, okay? And there's a valuable business lesson here, and that is never underestimate anyone. Never overestimate anyone. Stop looking at people with pound notes over the heads or dollar signs as to what their net worth is to you. Because people get people so wrong because it's not just the person you sat there in front of, it's all the people they know. And that, for me is a cornerstone of what I stand for. And also, I would say this, about anyone in business, how are you different to your nearest competitor? How are you different to your nearest competitor? Because if you can't honestly tell me how you're fundamentally different, it's 
going to come down to price every single time. And when I speak to companies, say, for instance, a web developer, one will say, well, we speak plain English. We don't speak IT jargon. And if I was to speak to their competitor, they'd say exactly the same. So how are you fundamentally different? For me, I'm fundamentally different because I wear jeans, T-shirts, I have tattoos, I have a shaved head in, you know, in business. And it's almost free marketing because I go to a trade show with thousands of people in the UK. And people are going, oh, that's that Brad there, because I'm the only one who's standing out wearing jeans, T-shirt and trainers. And the, the sort of business benefits far outweigh any embarrassment. That's a really good, really good point. <laughs> I, was, I was chatting to someone uh, uh, who I hugely admire, and she's a hugely successful international global businesswoman. But she, yeah. you know, she, she's very, very down to earth, very, uh, she's, she's like, like us, she's from the north of England. And uh, uh, somebody came up to her, a, a, through a mutual contact and said, I'd like to have a conversation with you about very, very successful women. And she said, oh, great, yeah, fine, give me a, give me a call because I'm going to do some work around it. Uh, anyway, this lady, call, lady called her up and, uh, and she triggered, yes, this lady wants to talk to me about successful women. And guess what the lady said? Do you know any? <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant. Love that. So no research or anything whatsoever. And she said, no, I'm afraid I, afraid I don't. <laughs> yeah. So, but I, th I think you also mentioned, which, which I think is import important, something I took out of, out of the, the book was yeah. we can so, people coming in who have been in corporate, they've been in big jobs and yeah. I, I experienced it and you've got people running around doing things for you, you're important, you go and set up your own mm -hmm. business mm -hmm. and suddenly you're actually kind of, you know, a bit of a nobody again, potentially. Sure. But I think sometimes what people do is they keep the attitude that they're still really Chris. important and then don't get their hands dirty, don't go and what? do the things that are necessary to run a totally business. Chris. What happens there, Chris, is I call it a suit of armour. So you work for a, a national company for 25 years and then all of a sudden you made redundant and you're no longer on your $100,000 a year salary and, and so forth. Um, and, and yet people then still behave like they are. You know, Things have changed and people need to adapt to that change and they don't do that. And, the only t and what happens is they blame the rest of the world rather than the, the, it's down to them to adapt. I was at a, um, a meeting once and a guy came and said, oh, I need bigger businesses. I need bigger businesses. And I said to him, I said, are you a bigger business? Well, well, no. Well, in which case, please take off so I can speak to the bigger businesses. You can't have it both ways. And people need to just deconstruct themselves and start being, spend 100% of the time being 100% them because... We get ourselves in the mindset of what it's like to be professional, business-like. And as a result, we stay at a level, we stay the grey man. So what I would say to every, all your listeners there is be different. Ask yourself a question. How radical? Be as radical as you can possibly be without losing your core values. Switch uh, Chris, on. Chris, I'll yes, tell you some, something else as well. Uh, and um, I've noticed this when I mm. speak to people too, is that again, you make the mistake when you come out of corporate, and I know that you make it because I made it initially myself. You have all these key business skills that you can offer, and you think people will be beating a path to your door to take advantage of them, and guess what? It doesn't happen. And then you, you go and oversell yourself. You talk to people and you run through a whole list of things. I can help you with this. I can, I can do that. But what you actually need to say to people, and I, I, I'm pleased to say I did learn it very quickly, is what you say to people is, how can I help you? Because yeah. often people come out of corporate thinking that, 
they're just going to pick up business and people will flock to them. But actually, if you offer to help somebody, you'll get their business because that's what they really need. They don't want you overpowering them and making them feel small with your experience. They actually want to tell you what their problems are and for you to come up with solutions to their problems. And you do that in a way that you don't belittle them. You make them feel important. And then that's the way to help them to improve their businesses important stuff so and it's key for sales because people who sell things don't understand that you you help first before you can make a sale Chris yeah, is off, get... he's off he's off with his sales hat on again isn't he absolutely he loves <laughs> he loves his selling doesn't he, <laughs> he well, does, just he on, on, on that point we've got to go back to commercial break again but we'll be back again with you um, in just a couple of minutes <laughs> comes to business you'll find the experts here voice america business network if you are looking for both an inside and insightful look at what you're not seeing in media coverage of today's legal business and policy battles tune into in the court of public opinion with host jim haggerty what happens in the public arena affects us all whether you're following the latest high profile court case corporate crisis or are just interested in government and policy be sure to tune in every tuesday at 12 noon eastern time 9 a.m pacific on the voice america business channel the witnesses are ready and the jury seated so join us for our next session in the court of public opinion how can we americans realize our dreams to earn a living how can you pursue your dream and make money as an owner or an employee Learn how at The American Business Person, the online weekly radio talk show hosted by Rich Killian. Today's business leaders share how to succeed and what fails. If you own a new or established business or ever hope to, you must tune in. Join us every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Central, and noon Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Or listen on demand to our archived shows. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to Be More, Achieve More with your host, Chris Cooper. If you have a question or comment about our show, please direct your emails to info at bemoreachievemore.com. That's info at bemoreachievemore.com. Now, back to Chris Cooper. Hi, this is Chris Cooper, bemoreachievemore.com, and uh, with Brad Burton and Terry Cooper. And I- I'm interested, we talked uh, a little bit earlier on about, um, you know, g- being down on your knees and having difficult mm. times, and, and I'm just interested how you deal, you know, when stuff happens, maybe it's stuff like insufficient <laughs> funds or whatever. How do you deal yes, with yes. those See, periods? Get a, couple, a couple of years ago, I... Um, I was at a service station in the UK and I put some fuel in on, on the company car and it came up um, £50 or whatever. And I said, hello, mate, it's number five, please. And the guy said, um, your card's been declined. Do you have an alternative method of payment? And uh, I looked at him vacantly and said, uh, no. So I gave him my keys and I rang the wife up and um, and I said, hiya, Kerry, how are you doing? Yeah, um, me, me, the company card's bounced. The company's on its knees. We had 20,000 quid worth of overdraft which we were sort of into. Um, you know, she said, oh, I told you to go and get a proper job and so forth. Blah, blah, blah. You know, insufficient funds when you're running a business, certainly when you're starting up, is okay. Insufficient desire isn't. That's what kept me going, desire, throughout all this. You know, all those times when actually the eight times I wanted to quit. And it's really interesting because 
Full Networking's now a multi-million pound operation. And, you know, that's, it wouldn't have been if I would have quit. And often the difference between success and failure isn't quitting. And I think that's what, you know, should come loud and clear that if you've got the passion there, you've got that desire, you can sort of live through. I'm yet to come across any self-employed person that starves to death. It doesn't happen. Yes, it might get a bit tough, but you're never going to starve to death. Yeah. Chris, I'm going to give you a line. Dig in and toughen up. That's life. <laughs> get on with it. <laughs> get, get over it. <laughs> yep, get over it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good. So... Moving on, and one of the things I've noticed with yourselves, and I think it's a, I think it's a point of difference for you, is that you've you've really got into technology, and yeah. I know that things like your your people in your groups can actually uh, network over the internet, and those are additional mm. kind of services that you offer. I mean, I'm interested in um, you know your views on technology. Um, for me, for, for me, it's making the world a smaller place. If you go back to when he first started his career back in 1953, was it? Um, joking um, but you know in the 70s that was when you had a pocket full of change and you'd check in every single day in the office and uh, at the end of the day nowadays we're fully connected you know I'm on Twitter and I've got 110,000 tweets and people go you know nobody's going to be interested in you know I've just walked the dog lol but 8,000 people are and I think this is the thing with social media and, and technology now it's the time you can no longer hide the days of running a business and being the CEO of an organisation who could hide, hide away, nobody would ever know who it was or, 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 or see them. That's gone. And nowadays, you can just circumvent conventional routes to market and people can complain about me or my organisations or whatever it be, or they can ask me questions. And, you know, my responses are, are basically how people view me in the world now. Terry, what's your view on social media? So I think social media is fantastic. I mean, it's obviously new to me. It wasn't within my generation, but I've managed to adapt to it really easily. Yes, I tweet. I, I use the Internet. Uh, mm. It was a new skill, but I couldn't I can't imagine business without it. Brad's right. When I started in business, I had a bag full of change and, and <laughs> telephone boxes that I could use. That was it. Uh, and the phone in the office. It's amazing now that I have this personal communicator that yeah. I can carry around with me that does everything, connects me to the to the world. It's amazing. Mm. Mm -hmm. and, and are you able to with with, say, Twitter, are you able to use that really productively? Is it um, one of those important things on your list that you must do? Because it, sometimes it can seem like uh, you know a nice social thing yeah. to do that can be quite addictive. What's What's really interesting about this, and once again, this goes back down to being on the road four days a week. Okay, you know, you you're away from your family and the lights. And, and for me, Twitter is almost like having your friends or an online diary almost, which you can share your thoughts, what you've just seen when you when you when you're. It's it's probably the the best free marketing tool out there no question but i do believe it goes back onto this meet like no and trust stuff that i talked about before because if people don't like me and what i'm saying on twitter unfollow so you can see real time um you know whether what you're doing and how, and how you're presenting yourself is effective or not uh, and, and Chris, I can give you a, a, a true example of the use of, of Twitter because we use Twitter very heavily to open the network in Australia. And I was actually oh, okay. tweeting people yeah. beforehand to, to, to get contacts and get connections even before mm -hmm. I went there. And then I used technology like Skype to connect me, to have real conversations with people I could see before I ever visited the other, you know, the other side yeah. of the world. 
great. So, so uh, I mean, I, th I think it's. Um, I think Twitter's interesting in that it is just it is so brief what you can say. And um, yeah. how how do you actually through a Twitter versus say a Facebook where you can you can write more? How in those few characters do you manage to strike up a, a relationship? <laughs> okay, the the great thing about Twitter is it's low investment high return as I see it you know there is no point and I remember the old days this is how quaint when people used to do big blogs nobody would read them 3,000 words and you get 16 views okay you'd be better writing 160 characters it takes you 10 seconds and you get 20 views and writing 3,000 words because it, people form a picture of you people form a picture of who you are what you represent honestly it's it's I joined Twitter be great right I actually ignored it I ignored it ignored it ignored it until someone uh, a guy called Steph Thomas said I've set your account up here's your login details oh go on then like a petulant child and then logged in and that was it I was hooked if if you're not into Twitter please 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 from a social perspective from a business perspective register today it's free it's free it's free I would pay $200 a month to keep my account paid Facts. That's how valuable it is. Uh, so, uh, well, don't don't say that too loudly because um, someone on Twitter might hear that. <laughs> <laughs> there is the one that signs the checks off, so we might. Uh, uh, and we all know who to uh, who to blame. <laughs> Absolutely. Yes, I shall have a word after the program, Chris. <laughs> yes. That's, that's, that's me on the there. Uh, good stuff. So, uh, interestingly, I mean, we've got a couple of another sort of minute really um or t two minutes before we come to the end um do you think that um therefore that twitter twitter is better than a facebook or or using linkedin I, or whatever I, so I, I, I don't use linkedin um i only go on platforms that i will use and i've just closed down my facebook page i've just closed it down and that's and what was really clever about the way that facebook did it is they actually come up with a page of all your friends on there saying um steve will miss you with a picture of steve and actually had somebody close it down for me so they couldn't put pull on the heartstrings so for me twitter gets me a vote oh, very good very good i use i use facebook and linkedin as well chris yes yeah i, I like both of those as well yeah, i like I'm both so, of them so just interesting um final quick key messages that you want to leave people with today um, yeah i'm Come you Brad. go first brad you know place your own oxygen mask on before you start placing it on others i was guilty in the past of of helping everyone else and if you think about it like like a, a battery almost giving your support to everyone else if at the end of the day you've then got zero percent for yourself you know you're not going to be able to change the world i recognize something that the more power the more um clout that i had the more people can help. So, like I say, put your own oxygen mask on help others. Great stuff. Chris, and, and Chris mine's re really easy. If you think you can, you will. Go out there and do it. You'll be amazed how successful you'll be if you just do it. Fant fantastic. Well, I can, I got some, uh, some really good um, key points, I think, um, through that for people, um, I think uh, putting your oxygen on, mask on and uh, realizing that actually the bigger game that you play, the more value that you can mm -hmm. actually add, I think is, um, is a great one. And I think uh, so is your point there, Terry, as well. So, well, the, um, thanks, Chris. Did you have something else you want to say? We've got about a minute. Yeah, no, I was going to say that the thing is, uh, people often think they can't do stuff, and, and that if they just thought they could do it, they would they would be more successful and i spend my life now telling people look you can do this 
Go and try it. What's the worst thing that can happen? The worst thing that can happen is you can try again. Go out there and do you it. Know, you know what? Talk yourself into it. Start talking yourself into things rather than out of things. Uh, yep. Brilliant. Great point. So so important. We sometimes are biggest uh, biggest barrier, aren't we? So th thanks very much indeed. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you both on the sh on the show today. I uh, hope you've enjoyed it. And to find out more about Brad and, and Four Networking and Terry Cooper, um, or Brad is uh, bradburton.biz, and uh, then we've got uh, www.fournetworking.co.uk. And Okay, I'll, I'll say that again, give you the extra <laughs> marketing benefit for networking doctors. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Chris. Uh, and um, uh, just, to, just to mention that next week's show, we've got a show on internet psychology. Uh, and um, that's going to be with Graham Jones and Ant Hodges. And uh, these guys, I tell you, absolutely know and understand the internet. Um, they are absolute experts. In fact, uh, I think um, Graham has written about 29 books. He's not, and won awards for it. And, and Ant recently was on a radio show and actually put a site down because there was that many people who were trying to listen in to his advice. So um, do join us. And next week, we'll be talking about internet psychology, how to really get the most from the internet, and how to kind of link things together like your internet, your website, and social media so do join us again that will be at four o'clock on friday next week and um, i wish you all a fabulous week thank you we thank you for listening to be more achieve more please join your host chris cooper again next friday at 8 a.m u.s pacific time on the voice america business channel enjoy your week Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. 